0: July 27 It's a lot for Pedro's show.
1: What do you think of tenor players like, say, Bill Perkins and Richie Camuca and the fellows that fall into the, the so-called? It's a bad word, but the so-called West Coast school. Well, I haven't heard heard them enough to uh, actually pass comment. You know, I couldn't say. Ricky, I know very well and we came up in Philly together and he always could play, you know, but I haven't heard I haven't heard him, man, since he was with Kenton. I didn't hear him once then, you know, I didn't hear him, like, stretch out and they say he just played a few solos with the band. I'll say that I, I like his style, you know. And Perkins, I'm not too familiar with what he's what he's doing. I haven't heard any of any of his LPs or records here. What style does he play like most? Well, it seems to be out of the Lester's Lester, uh, a little bit of uh, Stan Getz a little bit of Herbie Stewart in that general vein Mm -hmm. that's all derived from Lester he seems to have a little bit more of an individual voice than some of the other guys Does he play any bird? No, I don't think so Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a different kind of listening experience than listening to somebody like uh, like yourself or Sonny Sonny or uh, Mm -hmm. any of the uh, Really good tenor players on this side of the, of the country. Well, I'm sure they're good, you know. They're all, they're all very, very confident. Yeah, you? I'm sure they're good. Then I wonder about there is that when you listen to something on LP by them, because here again, I'm going kind of to force them into the same position as you have. I haven't really had a chance to hear them in person, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have heard a few LPs, though. But what I've heard seems to have been very well thought out, But mm-hmm. when it comes to the solo it's like uh, the whole thing is very well preconceived, so that you don't have the, the spontaneousness, that you can call it that. It doesn't seem to be a, a thing of the moment that happens. Mm-hmm. It seems to, to me that whoever the soloist is, uh, He's thought the whole thing out and he knows just what he's going to play before he ever plays it. And he's eliminated any mistakes that he might have made. Mm -hmm. Like you remember on the mug thing that uh, I forget which tune it was in that LP that you did with with Harkin to them? Yeah. Where you you had forgotten to come in and and (laughs) just shouting Mm Coltrane, Coltrane. Yeah. And then they let the thing go. You know, well, that's the kind of a thing, to my way of thinking, that makes great music. Where you catch. Mistakes, as well as you catch great moments, you know. And even even Hawkins, Hawkins came in wrong on one, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I couldn't advise that doing that too many times, too often. No, but I mean that's just uh, that's an example. That was very
2: spontaneous, brother.
0: For Pedro Show, happy Wednesday. Start off the show, John Coltrane talking to August Bloom in 1958 about tenor players he's not familiar with. And then we had Alpha Cat with Orbit. And with me, through the magic of those software engineers, Estonia and their great Skype invention, I got with me Alpha <laughs> Cat. Welcome aboard yet again, Alpha Cat. Am I getting on a ship? yeah you're on the good ship what for Pedro show
3: uh that sounds like a good one and uh covid free right
0: yeah, I hope so. I don't know <laughs> I, it's maybe something we gotta learn to live with without fucking getting killed <laughs> by it or weakened or or brain fogged or, I just got forced shot the day before yesterday. look, I want to ask you alpha cat about this tell tell me about this orbit song. This is a song
3: that I started after I bought my house upstate. I moved out of the New York City area. I was living in Jersey City, and my father had just died, and I kind of pooled everything I had to get the house and I spent a really long winter here and i literally i act, i started waking up every morning just absolutely in terror, abject terror. And I was working with a nurse practitioner and she put me on this medication. And then one day I woke up and I wasn't in terror. And I went into my studio and I started writing the song. I wrote the beat, I wrote the first two verses and the chorus, the guitar, the vocal, and recorded it. And I was really
0: excited. And then I didn't. When you say write it, uh, you did the music first? You did the music first and then the words? Um, It kind of, that, the
3: first two verses in the chorus, I could not tell you which came first. I could not tell you. It was kind of one of those, it all just comes out, you know? Like, maybe I'd started with the beat, like I wrote a beat. Maybe that's how it started. I can't remember, because it was a long time ago. But then when I went into the studio to record it in Rosita, um, you know, those recordings that this is the last of, um, apparently, you know, I recorded a vocal. I do not remember it. I do not remember writing the rest of the song. I remember recording all the instrumentals with Doug and Jason and Reggie. Um you, you, remember, know, you do
0: remember working eight months on the video. I do remember that because I was quite... <laughs> now people, event- we got to tell the listeners, they can't, uh, I can't share with that on the Wat from Pedro show because we're audio only. But if you go to YouTube.com and punch in their search engine, Alpha Cat and Orbit, you'll get this trippy, trippy video. It's really good. <laughs> but this came way after the tune, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. This came after Brett Thorngrin, who, you know, I tragically lost before the video was finished. Um Oh, is that why it's dedicated to him at the end? Yes. Um he had sent me this mix uh right before I spoke to you last when I was in when I went to Hawaii and I'm like where in on earth did this come from? Like, I do not remember this. I don't remember singing it. I don't remember writing the rest of it. Um, You know, where did you get this vocal? And, and it forced me to kind of think about it, you know, as I listened to it, because it was like someone else had written it. And, uh, but it sounded like you singing it and playing it. Well, it is me singing it. Yeah,
0: I know, I, I know, but I mean, felt like.
3: <laughs> I mean, yes and no, because okay. it was kind of like it came from somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Does that make
3: any sense? Absolutely,
0: to you? absolutely. I think that's what artistic expression is about sometimes to transcend. You know, people are always saying keep it real, but actually, we use art to get out from real sometimes. Well, the real comes out of
3: us, but not because of us. We allow it or we don't.
0: Ah, good point. Well, I was, I'm thinking of John Fogarty, born on a very northwest bayou. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> very northwest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, El Cerritos.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm not that northwest. It's too <laughs> no, cold. no, what I meant was to, oh, to actually, uh, use an art as a <laughs> transcendent medium. Right, right. I mean, the thing is, like, if you just write from what just comes out of you, I mean, of course, there's, you know, I'm a ruthless editor. I, But, you know, when you're first writing, you don't edit. Like, that's not how you write. You just write. You write and you write and you write and write. Yeah. Then you go back and you find the thing, you find the nuggets and then you edit them. You added the fuck out of them, and I remember I can curse on this podcast, so oh, no,
0: we don't use that p word but you can' cuss all you want
3: okay i i i I won't use the p word i don't i, I think I know which p word you mean, but <laughs> there's so many words that you can't
0: say now um well, I just you know just weird to hit for me to hear that. and You know, I've been doing the show 21 years. I've never used that word. They don't even make that machine anymore, so why be a shill? But anyway, let's play Venus Smile. I really
4: like this. Thank you. These days it doesn't seem that ever mattered If you'll see what's green or eyes were blue Last time I looked my eyes were clear And you were wiser than you You hide behind your irony and words that mock your death And when at last your heart is broken Now there's more to you than this Everyone Has the same question When will be a smile on me? Too bad it took so long to voice that still hides now and then, but if you keep on showing up, then you have found that you can trust those words to something, baby, that ain't you, you told me in another world you needed something more, then you asked for me to wait for you, and you didn't even Why do you shadow me? I didn't ask for this. A long time since I've had to love, well, anyone but me. Then the cards say it is matter. Secret forces leading those whose lives belong together, but it's sucks. something more And then you asked for me to love you And you didn't even come You hide behind your irony and words that mock your death And when at last your heart is broken No, there's more
2: to you than
0: Show. start off that chunk of music with alpha cat doing venus smile then brand new from sawako kosei komatsu snowy air also brand new from up in the city mayo with weird waltz Sun Ra orchestra yeah they got a new album Sun Raless, but the spirit moves on somebody else's idea then chris foresight with marshall allen and bill nace brother bill nace philadelphia cat he's been on the show Experimental and professional. Marshall Allen in his 90s still going. Much respect. The Bobby Lees after that. With fuck with the PH. Death Tape Super Bass. Horrible old man. Uh, primates climb the ladder while the frogs and rabbits hop along. Our denim remix from Puppet Midnight. And finally, reconsider me. Alpha Cat. Now, this was a cover.
3: Yeah, it's a Warren Zevon cover. Yeah. Uh,
0: what made you choose that, Alpha Cat?
3: Well, I, I, you know, this thing came up and they were asking for people to do Zevon covers. Oh, like a tribute. Population. Yeah. And I didn't really have records, I had some cassettes. This is how old it was when I first did it. And my father had just died, and I listened to these cassettes, and that was the song that struck me. And, you know, I at that moment, I wasn't reading music. I, I've gone back and forth with that. But I, I had to kind of figure out chords, and I kind of reconstructed it. Um, and, you know, each player came into my little... Bedroom studio and played their parts, and uh, that got on the compilation. And then I redid it again uh, for this record when we recorded the stuff in Rosita.
0: Okay, so it got repurposed. But you do remember doing this one.
3: I do, I remember the original, I remember rewriting it you know, redoing the chords. I don't know if the chords I used were anywhere near the chords he used. That's okay. I think it's good to uh,
0: when you cover somebody to kind of make it your own also. Well, there's no point in doing it otherwise. Yeah, or your karaoke top 40, yeah.
3: I mean, there's this, you know, that I, I guess it came out this year, late last year, the Running Up That Hill cover, which was so close. It was exactly like the Kate Bush one, and I was like, "What is the point? And now, because of stranger things, the Kate Bush version is now at the top of the charts, and she's making millions of dollars. Yay, Yay. <laughs> because if you don't if you do a cover, if you don't change it and make it your own, why bother don't don't waste our time.
0: I'll tell you one version. That was his own, but I don't like his Pat Boone's version of Tutti Frutti. And he sold way more than Little Richard.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. Well, we might get to this later with Wichita, but it's interesting. You know, sometimes you go back to the originals and the originals. you know, the writer's versions are better than the ones that became popular.
0: (laughs) Well, he said when they asked him about that, Little Richard said, well, I think his version was for the living room and I wrote mine for the bedroom."
2: Hmm. Mm. So
0: I don't know. Maybe it was the well, manager's yeah, idea. I, I think Richard, I think Pat Boone was kind of embarrassed by it, but I think Little Richard was
3: all about the bedroom, and Pat Boone <laughs> was all about pretending there was no bedroom.
0: <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, July 27, 22, 22 edition. What Peter? So special guest Alpha Cat. Hold tight for hour two. July 27, 2022, it's the second hour of the Walk for
5: Pedro show. (laughs)
4: It's underground. It's on the surface. So elusive. So pervasive. It's underground. All-
5: Position.
0: 7th, 1941, a
2: date which will live in infamy. United States affects me, but any. I turned.
6: The unprovoked and dastardly attack.
0: Show start off the second hour, Alpha Cat doing all in your head, and Ben Salter out of Tasmania with suitable subject. Sarah Davachi with Abayant Tragic Assembly. New stuff from Phil Venable in Chapel Hill. Study of Ono Tragic Assembly. We Huba, which is Wilkerson, Hunt and Baker, life comes to your sl- Life comes to you slow. Sorry. And then finally, Sometimes When I Wake, from Alpha Cat. So tell me about it all in your head. Um, that
3: one, I'm not quite sure I remember writing either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of beautiful. do, but you know, it was kind of like a different thing for me because I usually stick to a structure of, you know, verse, chorus, bridge, etc. And that one has no bridge, but it kind of just flowed out. And, you know, again, when I heard it after Brett mixed it and I listened to the words, it was kind of like this examination of like where our thoughts you know, where our behaviors come from and all these different ways in which, like, we integrate everything that's happened to us in our life. You know, it's your mother, it's your lover, you know, that kind of thing. Like,
0: it's kind of philosophical
3: to be an asshole and quote my own lyrics, but um (laughs) Yeah, I mean it, it's it's I guess it's very philosophical because like, well,
0: I, right the unexamined life ain't worth living right.
3: Well, exactly. Who said that?
0: What's do you remember? Yeah, one of them cats. <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay to think about no, why you no, do no, what yeah. what you do. It's okay to think about this. Yeah, it's not uh, a waste of time. Maybe. What they call it, uh, a, per, a pejorative thing is like navel gazing.
3: You know, I don't really like that term because I don't gaze at my navel. I, I don't have a bad navel, but like, I'm like, my mind is going, my mouth is going. If I'm talking to somebody, it's kind of like, there's no boundaries, and I have to fight to create boundaries, which is, I think, why I started writing song- poems and then songs, because there must be boundaries.
0: Well, this is you why have, I picked the other one, Sometimes When I Wake. Is that kind of the answer <laughs> to in my head?
3: Well, or that one came much earlier, and that one, of course, I remember completely, but that was that was kind of a literal like description of what was happening in my life at that time. What, like you know, a documentary? Um, I'm sorry? Like a documentary? Kind of, you know, in the whole intro. I don't know if you played the intro, but, um, you know, the whole intro, because it was for the Pearl Harbor record, you know, I had planned that all out. You know, this is this image, this story of a woman who's living alone with a cat, Watching TV, flipping channels, eating, having a cocktail, smoking cigarette, lighting a cigarette, the cat meows. And when I went into Fred Smith's studio, which was a tiny studio apartment on Houston and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan. The
0: basement for television, right?
3: Yes. we. I'm like, okay, well, let's record the TV flipping. And... We turned the TV on, and the very first thing from the very first moment that came on was FDR's speech about Pearl Harbor, literally from the beginning of the speech.
0: Day of infamy.
3: This day, you know, December 7th, 1941, the day that will live in infamy. Yes, that was the very first thing that came on. It was nowhere near December 7th. I don't remember when it was, I think it was in the summer, but we turned the TV on and that was what was on and, you know, we did the flipping and we flipped back and forth to that and we didn't include it, but there also we flipped to a, there was a Simpsons episode on
0: and they were doing a thing on Pearl Harbor. Of course. And thinking of December, in the middle of the summer, I want to play snow. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Show. That chunk of music start off with snow from Alpha Cat, then out of Poland, Troopa Troopa with uniforms from their new record, brand new from Chat Pile, this wicked puppet dance, Kiwi Junior with uh new stuff. Kiwi Junior, right, Canadian cats. Uh, the extra Seas the film. I think they're maritime guys who moved to uh, Toronto, the big town, and then finally, every day you break my heart, Alpha Cat. Doesn't sound happy. Uh, no, no, Do you, do you it's remember not. writing this one? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Yeah,
3: okay. I absolutely do. Yes. Okay. Like um, I don't know how much you want to hear about that.
0: Well, you're the guest. You get to all sway.
3: Well, I mean you know, my dad had just died. We were in Franklin, Tennessee, which is the place in Nashville where my, my parents had moved when my dad got Alzheimer's and my mom who was not, you know, let's just say the best mother. Um, I think a a day or two after Christmas decided she was having a heart attack and I had to take her to the emergency room or clinic. And, you know, she was a diabetic and she would, she was a, a pathological liar. She would lie to herself. She lied to us. And what she did was she was taking, she was loved desserts. So she would eat desserts and then she would take extra insulin and say, oh, I need it for the car. You know, I need the carbs and, you know, the insulin will fix it and blah, blah, blah. And so we're in the office and I said, I'm telling the doctor about this. And she literally, my sisters aren't going to like it that I said this, but they probably won't listen. She literally screamed at me and said, if you tell the doctor that it will kill me. And I came home. Well, I came to back to their house, and I wrote the song. And I realized that it was true of pretty much my entire history with her, including after her death. That she found a way to every day break my heart.
0: So it's your mom, okay?
3: It's my mom. Well, mama, you break my heart every day. Yeah, yeah mom. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I said it. Whole capitol, yeah. All right. It's tough about that stuff because you don't pick your ma. You pick your friends, but you don't pick your sisters or your ma or stuff like that. And uh, well,
3: I think you do from when before you come in. I do believe that because I think oh. you need you pick them to learn the lessons you need to learn. Okay. In order to individuate, and I know I had to learn from her. You know. Yeah. I had learned learn from all of them. You have to learn from everyone that comes into your life that affects you in any way, shape, or form.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you there.
3: Uh, the trick is to pay attention and to actually examine why you're affected. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And actually, you get to repurpose your experiences as a content for your exp- artistic expression.
3: Well, you know, what else am I going to do? Oh, yeah. you know.
0: Well, everybody's faced with that dilemma, but you're doing something about it by transforming it into it works. But everybody can do
3: yeah,
5: something. Yeah, I, I
0: believe that too.
3: I mean, I you know, nothing makes me angrier than to hear someone say, I'm not creative because every soul on this planet is creative. Absolutely. Maybe they're not a visual artist or musical artist or blah, 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 but they are creative. And if they don't feel like they're being creative, and this is the, this is the great resignation, right? Yep. People are saying like, this job is not what I meant to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're totally right on. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. July 27, 2022 edition. Peters Peterson, special guest AlphaCat. Hold tight for hour three. July 27, 2022. It's the third hour of the White for Pedro show.
4: The... Yeah.
2: The mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we <laughs>
0: your show start off the third hour with alpha cat doing all mine and then we had tallum with assorted cells and then what you were talking about before wichita alpha cat go on about wichita
3: uh wichita was kind of a story that i wrote about a very brief dating experience that with another songwriter and um literally about a phone conversation that a cell phone conversation we had while he was on tour driving in his van through the mountains and then it also turned into something that was referencing a year that I spent in Wichita when my father moved there without me and my sister and my mother and um let's just say it was not a fun year but it was a It was a time when I kind of disconnected from myself really for the first time, but I really wasn't conscious of it. So that's where the the line, and again, uh, you know, instant asshole, but uh, the mirror she broke which she never did lie. When I went back and thought about it, it was like, you know, I'd gotten really fat because I felt nothing. I didn't feel feelings. I didn't feel full. I ate unbelievable amounts of food like unbelievable and i didn't discover that i'd gotten fat until i went to go buy pants and i couldn't fit into the biggest size and that was after trying each size. and i never saw myself in the mirror as fat or broken so that was kind of the mirror she broke which never did lie so the mirror kept telling me i was still okay even though I really wasn't. I didn't feel like I was, or i I didn't feel anything, but I didn't, I wasn't okay, and yet I was. Like, I was gonna survive it, and I did survive it. Like, that's where that line kind of struck me. So, this guy um, ended up inspiring, you know, from literally, like, one and a half dates, and at least four songs. So, that was a bargain. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you you feel you owe him? I don't owe him shit. Okay. No. Do <laughs> you, uh, you, you ever use that word cathartic?
3: I I do. You know, I mean, I, I think it's important. It's an important word, but an important thing. Um, and I think you know that's kind of what art needs to be in order for people to actually get out of them what they have to get out of them, right? Uh, but then it's like, you know, it comes through you and then you've gotta like look at it and listen to it and like these songs, you know, I recorded them almost fifteen years ago and it doesn't matter how many times I listen to them, I learn more from them each time.
0: That's a trick. Like I didn't write them. It's like they're they're they kinda of rewrite themselves for you in that moment. That you're well, re- hopefully not just for me,
3: you know, I mean,
6: <laughs> of course,
3: because I but... also always felt and, you know, this is from my beginnings as a visual artist, like and as a writer, that the more personal you get, the more universal the message becomes, because then people feel the truth of it.
0: And they can relate personally,
3: Versus universal truth, you know,
0: sure, they can relate.
3: From their own person. I mean, I think that explains the success of Billie Eilish. You know, she sat down to write a record about depression. And, you know, when when I first heard her, and it was before she broke big on Billboard. She'd already broke big on SoundCloud. But I was like, now I can put out a record.
0: You, you see her as inspiration or a validation? Well, just like a permission. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I want to play all the right things. You saying that makes sense. E aí
4: Does it really matter, you know, that you left me so long ago? Who was that woman I saw?
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. feel that they're going to create problems for us later.
0: We show last music for this edition. We had Alpha Cat doing all the right things. Then if Boana Al Margolis out of Chester, New York, with Brent Barry set Alpha Cat finally with something live Armor. And uh, what can you tell me about all the right things?
3: Um, it was about my marriage. It was about my mar- the demise of my marriage, and so. I married too young. Uh, we were both too young. Oh, so the title's ironic. Well, I mean, the line is we did all the right things, but in all the wrong ways, you know, Sure. sure. like we, we got married, we got, we bought the house. We, we did all that. Right. And yet it wasn't, it didn't work because we were not ready
5: and it wasn't that
3: he was a bad guy. It was a sweet, wonderful guy, but he was immature and I was immature sure. and I was depressed and I wasn't medicated and you know. He was depressed and he projected that on me. And, you know, it was a kind of a shit show.
0: (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, that stuff happens. Old days, I imagine when people were getting married so young, remember? Yeah. I think of my ma, you know, my pop was 19 years old when I was born. Jesus Christ.
3: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, can you
0: imagine, you know? I remember when that show Happy Days came on, he said, those were not happy days. (laughs)
3: No, a lot of times
0: they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he told me. He also told me not to join the Navy. <laughs> Never again volunteer yourself, boy. <laughs> he told you not to join the Navy? Yeah, he did at seven. Well, it was the only way out of this little town. He grew up in 1956. He's 17 years old.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Uh So, okay. What what do you think the bottom line of this new this, this album you got is?
3: Well, I think it goes back to the the idea of you know when will Venus smile on me and kind of Venus as a planet not only of love but of creativity and heart and um or a goddess of that, and you know coming at it from a lot of different angles, you know the armor live i I decided to include at the end because I felt like. Um, it was kind of relevant to where we are now, you know. And I, again, I'm sorry, I'm instant asshole, but no, you know, now our armor gives us no protection. You know, that's where we are now. You know, the the military attacks civilians that are peacefully protesting. You know,
2: yeah.
3: running them down. And it's you know, it's time for a change, and the change is happening. But it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, that's some that I was listening to something about because you know, we're basically doing this on an extremely powerful new moon with aspects that have not happened since 500 BC. And there was a quote that I actually typed in that I wanted to, to say. I, I, I made other notes, but I'd like to say that it's a quote from Rumi. And it says, if everything around seems dark, look around you may be the
0: light. And you're talking Rumi, the Sufi poet. Right. Yeah, he wrote some incredible stuff that I'm a big fan of too. And you know, that that makes a lot of sense. Perspective, you know? Seeing the forest for the trees, it's tough.
3: And it's a kind of, you know, where we are now is like, we're stronger than we know. And we're asking ourselves, who who did we come here to be? And why are we afraid to be seen? So this whole thing that we're going through across the planet is about people that coming into people's consciousness and them trying to process it. I, and, and some of us have got more practice at that than others but it's nobody's getting away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all individuals but we have so much in common at the same time. It's that dangling duality.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's why, you know, the other quote I put in my in my uh in my in my uh bio is a quote from the I Ching which is from the one the hexagram opposition which says opposition is the necessary... And I this is memorized, by the way. Opposition is the necessary prerequisite for union as a result of opposition and a need to bridge it arises, which is why I stopped being political on my social media. I just am exhausted by it. It's time to figure out, like, what do we have in common and fucking support each other in who we who each other needs to be, you know?
0: Yeah, you know who turned me on to the I Ching was uh, Scott, Wow, sounds like an airport or some airport. Uh, I, the guy who turned me on to the I Ching was uh, Scott Ashton the drummer of the Stooges. I want to thank you so much for being on the show again Alpha Cat and I can't wait for you to return. Maybe next record will be a little, little more happy but this Even though there's heavy things, it's strong. It's strong. Thank you so much for bringing it into this universe.
3: Well, thank you. But I do think like the end of being a smile is kind of a, it's kind of a like, you know, once your heart is broken, you know what you're made of. You know, you've learned something about what you're made of and that you're made of something more than being part of someone else.
0: That's great. That's great. Thanks so much. And can't wait to have you back on. People, it's been July 27, 2022 edition. Wap P-Rusher. Keep your
2: powder dry.